Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. I'm a little bit under the weather, but we're going to rock with it because I like this voice right now. So this episode is about sexual freedom post-divorce, right? This is a juicy topic. I love talking about this in my personal life and let's bring it over here too. So let's talk a bit about what it looks like, what it is, what it's not, how to get into it, how to explore it and all the things. And if mom, you're listening, you know, you can stop here or keep going up to you. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So first, let me say that sexual freedom is a choice. It is something that you decide for yourself what that looks like for you. For some, it could be getting into the world of BDSM and kink. For others, it could just be trying new positions or having multiple partners or getting their toes sucked. I don't know. Everybody's journey is different. Your body, your choice. Boom. That's very important. Just want to say that off the top. Another important thing to note is that the exploration and the freedom and all that jazz can come. I don't want to say should, can come when you're in a good place, not when you're in the thick of being rejected or having resentment or anger or sadness or heartbreak. You might make some bad choices with some bad people and create a whole cycle of self-sabotage and more pain and all these things. I'm talking about the people who are just in the clear, just they found clarity, they've learned their lessons, they've moved forward, they're in a good space. That's the time I think we should be exploring and getting into that sexual freedom. Anything before that, uh, I don't know, it's really murky waters, right? So the reason why I'm a huge advocate for it is because I've lived it. And it's been such a wonderful journey. I really live my life with a lot of curiosity. So, you know, that's that's one of the things that I've explored. And um, what I can say from what I've learned so far is that sexual freedom offers a level of self-possession and self-ownership that no one can take away. That's the biggest gem of it all for me. When you know what your body likes and what it doesn't like, and you're able to name it and able to ask for it or turn it down, to know that you know how to please yourself or you know what needs to be done for someone to please you. Like these are high level, (laughs) high level things. And mind you, after I left my marriage, I did read a book called Pleasure Activism and gotten down a rabbit hole of Audre Lorde. I've, you know, read certain books and and listened to different podcasts and gone to play parties and met people, swingers, many, many different groups of people. This is over the last maybe two or so years. So I'm just going down rabbit holes and seeing what's there but also doing it very safely. So that's a tip as well, just a sidebar, to be very safe about all your dealings and also get yourself tested every three to four months. It's very important. So 
the the biggest gem is that you know who you are inside and out and not just taking what you get from whoever you're dealing with and like no sir I actually don't like this or I'm not excited to see you or be with you and we can we should stop doing this just being clear about what it is I want and don't want that's possible mind you backstory for most of us is that we live in a society that has done a really good job at shaming women for ownership of their bodies specifically around sex so if we think about sex workers there's a negative connotation or thoughts about them if we think about the word promiscuous that's usually attributed to young women and never young men Uh, or you know the black community they say oh that girl is fast meaning that she is promiscuous but no one says that about the boys who is the little girl sleeping with boys hello and the boys are not just sleeping with one girl they're sleeping with several girls so once I start to think about you know things like that it's like well it's all made up and it's all bs because if it's not going to be even, then how are we going to abide by or really care about <laughs> these things? And I laugh because it's ridiculous to me. Once you think about the way that things are set up or how we're socialized or, oh, your skirt can't be this long because it might tempt boys. Well, we'll put the boys in check. Don't make the dress code about girls and purity and like having it down to our knees and blah, blah, blah. No. So it starts at a very young age. And at that same age, that's where the curiosities start. Okay, another sidebar. I'm just a rambler, sorry. Um, I was listening to a podcast, which really sparked this entire episode with Oprah Winfrey and somebody Gilbert, the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And she recently wrote a book and released it. And there's a part in it. So if you find the episode, I'm going to link the episode actually and start at like seven minutes and until the eighth minute where there's a quote from the book about the main character just reflecting about her life and how she was shunned for her curiosities. And it just seems so ridiculous when a person just has a curiosity. That's it. There's nothing good or bad about it. It's just a curiosity. But then you're shunned and it's like you put the kibosh on all of it and you make the person feel bad just about who they are. And that brings me to this episode. That brings me to my life. That brings me to all divorced women anyone going through something where they can just look at what is what's so and what works for them and what doesn't we have the responsibility to ourselves to give us the things that we want and sex is not off that list so that sexual freedom that sexual exploration after your divorce it's a way of reclaiming something that you were shamed for or might have been shamed for growing up And maybe it played out in your marriage a certain way. We don't know. But when you're in the clearing and it's time to like start anew, you can design your sex life however you like it. Whether that means more toys, more masturbation, more people, uh, more kink. So there's some BDSM or whatever you're into. And if you don't know what you're into, there's a world to go discover. There's so much out there. And I've also learned (laughs) that... You can't judge a book by its cover. So the person you might look at from the outside, you have no idea what they got going on sexually or what they could do sexually. 
So just a tip from the other side, anything's possible, anything. And that goes up or down, like good or bad. But just know that you can't judge a book by its cover. But when you find the thing you like, keep doing the thing. If you find the thing you don't like, stop doing that thing. It's all on you. So what does sexual exploration look like when you're in the clearing? I keep calling it the clearing. You know what I'm talking about. It looks like dating and having sex with as many people as you feel comfortable with or as many types of people that you feel comfortable with. It means trying new things and making a list of the things you do like. Not a physical list, just a mental list, you know, or you can do a physical one. Figuring out what you like, what you don't like, what you want to try. If you want to have a sexual bucket list, which was mentioned on a different episode about sexual freedom and trying those things. It's a, it's a beautiful time to try things. And if the idea of trying new things scares you, or you're not exactly sure how to unlock the sexual freedom within you. Just notice how that feels in your body and go down that rabbit hole, like get to the cause of that and figure out, is it real or not? Because different people have different motivations and different origin stories. So if you know that you feel tense when someone mentions sex or you feel uneven or anxious or awkward ask yourself why like where does that come from and if you dig deep enough and see that oh it comes from I was shamed as yada 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 then you can ask yourself does that still matter to me now does that still hurt now does that have an impact on me now was that real and go from there like or if your reason behind the thing is your religion. And if that's very real to you, it's a full stop. Then you don't go any further. Cool. But if you find out that reason behind the why and you ask why, let's say four or five times down your rabbit hole and you figure out that it's BS, then do it anyway until you feel comfortable with it and then determine whether you want to do it or not. Just go see for yourself. See what's there. And if you want to skip the retrospect, I totally get it. It's really about just determining who and what you want to be in the world in general, but for this episode, sexually, and you go based on that and that can change over time and that can evolve and that can, you know, take its ups and downs and all the things, but it's really about figuring out and determining who you are, what you want, who you're not, what you don't want, all those things sexually. Because it's all of this is all made up. Every bit of it, all the shame, all the guilt, all the things. And I think that we are so accustomed to shame coming from outside sources, whether it be societal or familial or on TV or whatever the thing is, that we end up doing it to ourselves. We don't really have to do that. And I think for generations and generations with the topic of women and sex that there's always been this like shame 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 that's been put on us and you think about the scarlet letter and you think about dress codes and you think about decorum and you think about there's you know the word ho and whore are only for women and not men like it's all made up it's all bullshit honestly like at some point you got to be like get the fuck out of here because this ain't this it's stupid (laughs) and 
we don't have to do this. And it's all in an attempt to have power over someone else's body or have control over what they do or can't do or how they feel when, no, does this feel good to me? Yes, I'm going to do it. Is it hurting anyone? No, then let's continue to do it. That's it. Like there's nothing else that matters. Everyone else will have to deal. Whoever everyone else is, like what are we, who are we answering to? At some point, like who are we literally answering to? No one. I think like when you're younger and, and you have parents, you don't want to be a bad daughter or whatever, but you're a grown person. You can do whatever the frick you want. I already cursed once. I'm laughing at myself for stopping myself that time. It's fine. So I say all of that to say, please, please, I implore you to at least start a curiosity about your sex life, your sexual being, your sexual prowess, your sexual appetite. Once you're in the clearing of your healing after your divorce, because there can be some amazing, fantastic, phenomenal experiences for you there. When you take care of yourself and you take care of your needs, you're invincible, invincible. And this goes into self-confidence and self-worth and self-esteem and self-possession. These are all things that trickle into every part of your life. So please, if not specifically for the sex part, for the other benefits and how it can impact the rest of your life, Okay, so short story before I go, I was watching an Instagram live where this marketing guy was talking to his audience and people were sending in questions. One of the people said, you're so authentic. How did you get to a point of being your authentic self? And his answer was, you have to know yourself. He, you know, he said he was raised in a family that encouraged that and yada, yada, yada. But if not, go to therapy, get a life coach and figure out all the places where you are or can be your authentic self and that trickles into everything else and so boom bow this applies here (laughs) um if you know yourself sexually i believe that that can trickle into other parts of your life where you can stand firmly into who you are in other parts so if you want to get that raise if you want to you know, pursue writing that book, whatever the thing is, you want to have an authentic voice online or in your personal life or in your professional life. Don't knock sexual exploration off of the list of things to do to get to the core of who you are. It's not the only thing to do, but it's definitely one of them. Along with knowing your hobbies or knowing your pet peeves or knowing the things that motivate you. These are all very important things. Just make sure in the world of healing and the world of knowing ourselves that sex is a part of that as well. Okay, now I'm gone for real. All right, that is it for this week's episode of Thanks Divorce. I thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please send me a line at thanksdivorce.com or on Instagram at thanksdivorcepodcast. And also send this episode to someone who you think would benefit from listening to it. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you again next week.